0: What is every credit union dying for these days? It's loyalty, loyalty, right? And if you help somebody like this, who's in this um, horrendous situation, the loyalty that that creates is, is is lifetime.
1: You're listening to Banking on Digital Growth with James Robert Lay
2: Greetings and hello. I am James Robert Lay and welcome to episode 257 of the Banking on Digital Growth podcast. Today's episode is part of the Exponential Insight series and I'm excited to welcome Jonathan Taylor to the show. Jonathan is the CEO of CU Soul who is focused on bringing together collaborative partners to develop and enhance solutions that are relevant for credit unions and the members that they serve. And it's that idea of collaboration really innovation through collaboration that Jonathan and I will be digging in together today to empower you, the dear listener, to level up your future growth potential at your bank, at your credit union, at your fintech. Welcome to the show, Jonathan. It is good to share time with you today. Thank you very much. Thanks for having
0: me on. Always good to see you, man.
2: Always good to share time with you. Before we get into talking about innovation and collaboration, particularly through the lens of sol- solving common people problems that cause common people pain, what's mm-hmm. been good for you? What's been going well for you on a personal or professional note?
0: I have really dove in on the passion side. Been in the movement now for for 15 years and uh you know, it's funny cuz I fell into this at the 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 US's oldest CUSO, but they hadn't come up with that acronym yet, right? The main credit union league insurance trust. And I've really been in this space now for fifteen years. And man, is it exciting to see how far the CUSO movement has has come and how interwoven it now is with digital growth with the fintech space and you know you got the circle collectives and you know my buddy Jim Ryan over there you've got some just some incredible stuff you look at all of the events that are going on surrounding this topic that you you've been talking about for a long time it's it's a really exciting time to be in the space
2: and for the dear listener cuso because we we have a we have a global uh community for the podcast cuso stands for credit union service organization. And it's a lot about collaboration. It's a lot about innovation collectively. And I know at CU Soul, you are all about inviting forward-thinking professionals and industry veterans to share their ideas, to share their thoughts for innovations, for products, for services, for CUSOs, for credit union service organizations that bring together credit unions and even community banks or other financial brands, fintechs. What type of innovations are you looking for most?
0: Well, being a hockey player, the great Wayne Gretzky would always say, don't go to where the puck is, Mm. go to where the puck is going to go. Yes. And so, you know, the easiest way that I've ever uh, found to explain what a QSO is to somebody is I say, it's a side hustle. It's a side hustle for credit unions to be able to have their cake and eat it too. You know, what's better than pumping gas at a gas station is pumping gas at a gas station that you get a discount on the gas and you own a part of the gas station if it does well. So, uh, you know, that's really the function of QSOs. And there's some tremendously excellent large QSOs that are out there now um, doing doing, uh, you know, a myriad of different products and services for the credit union space. But what CU Soul's job is is to find those spaces where you have underserved uh, products and services, where there aren't a lot of options, uh, underserved credit unions that are either too small for a lot of these organizations to care about, mm-hmm. or co- be able to cost justify, or you know there's just not a lot of service at all, and products that serve the underserved, the underserved membership that's yeah. out there in the marketplace. So for us, when you're talking about how do we tie in, you know, the technology, the, the, our, our tagline at CU Soul is solutions with soul. Mm. And so what we're trying to do is do well while doing good. Yes. And the crown jewel in that is our initiative called CU Safe, which is a survey, survivor advocacy for financial empowerment program. It's a domestic violence survivors program that connects uh, survivors from domestic violence resource centers and the like over to credit unions to be able to snip that one thread of control that is the financial thread uh whether it's the having needing a new checking account needing uh, a loan for for getting out for getting a new place you know whatever the the money ask is and then also financial wellness and credit counseling yep. you know a lot of times the credit is attacked right along with the person what's what's been so incredible about this initiative is that it, that is a pandemic unto itself. And during the pandemic, it is incredible how much domestic violence went up. You know, let's be honest. It was hard to be kind uh, when we were all trapped and stuck with each other. And uh, and they were hard times. And so uh, everybody that I talked to about this initiative, they're either a survivor themselves or they love somebody who is. So what we've done is we've figured out how to inject technology and empathy together in what I call tempathy.
2: Yeah, let's talk about that because I mean, you know, w- when you think about the pandemic, I've been talking about the the pandemic or the epidemic of of financial stress, and how that's taking a toll on people's physical health and well being and their mental well being. But you're diving even deeper into this around domestic violence survivors, not not giving them a hand out, but giving them a hand up, and uh, it's 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 about solving problems that cause people pain by combining technology and empathy back to your point empathy. what's the story behind the story here because it is about looking for these these niche and underserved areas to create value for that's a key part of innovation that's a key part of growth here what's the story behind the story like how, how did you find
0: this After the main credit and insurance trust, while I was there, I had created a QSO co created program called CU Certified. I did that for a few years. Right at the beginning of the pandemic, I realized I was. Gone too much. You know, a good indicator is when Delta starts treating you well, <laughs> uh, really well, yeah. you know that you're not home enough. And so uh, I decided to come home, did a year with my buddy Jamie Jackson at Architecture, dove in on the data side. And then I got a call from one of my previous board members who had served on my board at the Maine Credit Union League Insurance Trust, who was the previous CEO here at CU Soul. I thought he was calling me back to start collaborating on some data stuff. And he asked me if I'd be open to another opportunity. And it turned out it was CEO at, at CU Seoul. And so when I dove in on what they were doing at the time, it, candidly, I thought the products they have right now, there's just so much competition. You're a koi fish in a, in a bucket of koi fish with indirect lending, CISO compliance, things like that. There's yep. just so many products and services out there. It's tough to compete. And, but they had this one piece that they were working on, which was called CU safe. As soon as I saw that, I thought, wow, there's there's definitely something here. This is going to resonate with people and this is going to attract not only credit unions because it, it, it literally fits perfectly into the people helping people philosophy that credit unions have, number one. Number two, what is every credit union dying for these days? It's loyalty. Mm-hmm. Loyalty, right? And if you help somebody like this, who's in this horrendous situation, the loyalty that that creates is, is, is lifetime. There's no doubt about it. And so that that's how you can do well while doing good. Right. But then the third piece was, I'm like, there are so many fintechs out there that have one piece of the one square of the quilt, if you will, that if we can weave these together in a solution that, that is, that streamlines this experience to move survivors compliantly and quickly through a process so that they can get all of the resources that they need that the credit union world can provide. Because of course they can't provide every resource, but right. that is going to be attractive for fintechs because they want a purpose project yes, and they want, they want a beautiful introduction to potential credit union clients, you know, who, who look at their, their piece of it and go, Oh my God, that's awesome. Hey, could we have that for us too? So that became my vision with this. And it was so fun uh, coming up with it because my predecessor told me when he was walking out the door, he said, JT, you have got to find a way to make money. Okay. The CU safe program. I know you, I know what you're going to do. You're going to dive headlong into this. You're never going to figure out a way to make money with CU safe. So focus on other stuff, make money, and then come back to it later. Yes. And I just smiled at him and I said, I thought to myself, don't. Tell me what I can't do, and uh, we actually brought him back for our first uh, strategic planning session because nobody knew better. Uh, he he left on wonderful terms and and had had some very good personal family reasons to to move on. And he came back and he saw my business model and what I was doing with CU Safe, and he just shook his head. And he looked at me and he goes, "You son of a bitch!" He goes, "You did it. You figured it out." So you know, CU Safe is tying fintech into a really really powerful uh, reason uh, to 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 get into the credit union space and what blows me away about it almost every CEO or C level person that's involved in the tech space has pulled me aside and said JT I'm a survivor too yeah and if I can use my tech to help other survivors, get out and cut the threads of control and get introduced to credit unions that hopefully will become business partners down the road. That is just the epitome of a win, win, win.
1: Digital growth is a journey from good to great, but sometimes this journey can feel confusing frustrating and overwhelming the good news is you don't have to take this journey alone because now you can join a community of growth-minded marketing and sales leaders from financial brands and fintechs who are all learning collaborating and growing together visit digitalgrowth.com insider to learn more about how you can join the digital growth insider community to maximize your future digital growth potential now back to the show
2: as you're talking through this, I want to roll back something that is so critical for the dear listener to pick on. You, you, you pick up on. You mentioned purpose and how purpose can be the catalyst to see beyond the present moment, to look to identify common people problems causing common people pain. That's right. where there is innovative growth opportunities. But I think a big challenge many times when it comes to innovation within financial services is a lot of times we innovate for ourselves, for our products. Um, We're not often innovating to solve those common people problems causing common people pain. Why is that considering where you've been over the years? Why do we focus on ourselves sometimes when we, we can solve big problems by focusing on the problems of others?
0: You know, part of it, I think, is we just don't know what we don't know mm. until we're told by someone who's experienced it. So I think that's one piece. The other thing is that I, I just I think that a lot of folks, and this is human nature, we think about, you know, okay, well, well, how can this help me? How yes. can this help? you know, based on my experience, you know, I always say this, uh, in marketing, it's like, get out of your own head on how you like to be marketed to just because that's how you like to be marketed to. That doesn't mean that that's how everybody likes to be marketed to, you know, we were having a playful debate about this at the, the Servian group, uh, QSO conference where, uh, we were talking about, um, halo marketing, uh, geofencing and, 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 and everybody in the room was going, Oh my God, that's so creepy. That's so creepy. And I go, well, in a way to some it is, but you've got a whole generation that have been programmed to by this, that that they're almost expecting the spoon feed now. Like yes. if if they don't say something out loud, I'm looking for a new air mattress and then an air mattress doesn't pop up on their Facebook feed. They're almost disappointed. So I'm like, I agree. There's a subsection that thinks that that's creepy. But I also think that there's a subsection. That you got to lean in on so i think that's part of it too is that we we put too much of ourselves into an experience and i'll give you a perfect example of this so recently we've partnered with bond ai which you and i were talking before the beginning of The you were partially responsible for that uh when we were doing our, our fintech meetup and and i was telling you about CU you safe you said oh my god you got to talk to this company bond ai and so when i did and i looked at their empathy engine and i looked at their conversational ai And I looked at their account opening software. It was all these squares of the quilt that I knew I needed to put together with CU Safe because we needed a way for survivors to, uh, domestic violence doesn't work on eight to five, Mm -hmm. but these people at the domestic violence resource centers do. So it was like, how do we create something with technology that survivors can reach uh, can can reach out at any time. They're not going to get a voicemail. Yep. They're going to get an immediate response. We know that AI is not the answer. We want to get them to a human as quickly as possible, but it's better than a busy signal. It's, it's a better bridge. than leaving a message. It's a bridge. It's a bridge. So, so we looked at that. We looked at that. And and so we've been in, in the back and forth with creating the flow. Mm-hmm. And my goal is that I want this to sound like this person is texting someone at the domestic violence resource center or even better a survivor themselves yeah. so there's that empathy with the with the technology and we're we're going back and forth and I'm going well you know the the domestic violence resource centers get bottlenecks so bad because they're the definition of underpaid and overworked and so if there's only 3 people that are managing 18,000 cases annually. Yes. Then that makes it really hard when you've got more people leaving messages. Uh, I mean, there was a point where, you know, it was days, if not weeks, where folks weren't hearing back. And I'm like, oh my God, that's like, it's like being on the edge of a bridge, right. calling the suicide hotline and get, getting a busy signal. Yeah. Like we've we we we've got to do better. We've got to help the domestic violence resource centers on bottleneck. And so the point I was making was that I said, well, how about we just ask them if they're working with a DVRC and if they are who the name is and then good enough and we'll move them to the credit union. And Heroko uh, at the, shout out to Heroko at the DVRC. She's phenomenal. She said, JT, the problem with that is that There's a lot of fraud in this, and you have a lot of abusers that are very, very, very smart. They will send in a survivor of domestic violence in order to try to get funds for them. Mm. They will pretend to be a survivor themselves, knowing that the first one in is the one that the DVRC has to help. They'll move to another city. Like They're very shrewd. They're very, very smart. And so she said if you just believe somebody in a text, what is going to happen is you're going to lend uh OMM other members money. You're going to lend other members money to the wrong party. You, you, you have to continue to keep a DVRC engaged. You can't completely eliminate that bottleneck. And I thought, wow, that is something I never freaking thought about that. People go to that level. And she's like, we see it all the time. Wow. We actually have a database of blacklisters yeah and i'm like okay so you have a database of blacklisters yeah and that's just for albuquerque yeah does santa fe have one yeah do all the dvrcs have one yeah and so i went back to bond ai and i said what if (laughs) what if we could take all these databases and get them all talking together that's not now that's a that's a run that's not a crawl walk right so now we're now this thing has grown to be this centralized place where folks nationwide are going to be able to text in get an immediate response mm-hmm. and not only are we going to help move them to a credit union we're going to help them get to a to a domestic violence resource center or the like. Because there's a lot of other things they need help with beyond money. They need shelter. They need food. They need transportation. They need a job. They need, you know, there's all this other stuff. Right. Um, so it's been so cool. And the more technology, you know, Bond AI has been huge. Uh, members Mobile is a new soon to be so that's coming in that said, hey, would you, would you agree that uh, abusers control the phone? I said, oh, my God, yeah, it's a constant problem. We, we send these folks over to the credit unions. The credit unions turn around and try to call these folks at the stated time, and yeah. they either don't connect with them or they do connect with them, and then they hang up real quick or they don't call back. And a lot of it, in, but then they'll walk into a domestic violence resource center and have the, the domestic violence resource center call the credit union because the phone is under surveillance sure. by the abuser, the text, the phone calls. And they don't want to get found out that they're tr- starting to make these, moves. you know, these steps towards yep. getting out and escaping. It's 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 an escape plan as much as anything else. And so they said, what if we donated a SIM card mm-hmm. that you could pop the SIM card out of the phone? There's no signal sent to the abuser. Put another SIM card in. And now it's a new phone. And now they literally can make the calls, make the texts that they need to. And, you know, the credit union could perhaps finance a a year of the phone plan at a significant discount. You know, would that be something that would be of interest? And I brought it back to my board and they said, holy crap, that would be massive. So it's just taking those those different fintech ideas that are out there and putting them all together so that we can provide the solutions that these members need to to get out
2: see this right here the way that you're sharing how this came to be there's a lot of lessons to be learned for the dear listener when thinking about number one innovation and number two collaboration it, it all starts back to your point of empathy and empathy is really I, I would say it's seeing things differently different than your own worldview and it's, I've always said empathy is a key strategic advantage in a digital world, but then technology Mm. back to your point of the bond AI example, that has been a a capability multiplier because you found these gaps, um, in, you know, people getting in touch with people. We're going to, you know, create a stop gap or a bridge, a connection. What's a commonly held belief about innovation because I don't think innovation is something that we can do alone anymore. No, it's innovation no, with I, collaboration. What's a commonly held belief that that you would, you know, others might have that you would disagree with here?
0: In the space that I operate in, which is the credit union space, it is very time-consuming innovation, and that there are as many failures, if not more failures, than successes uh, in innovation. Which I always try to remind people. I learn a lot more from my mistakes than I do from my victories. But so many innovative needs are thought up every single day in these credit unions, either by the employees or by the members. But so many of them go on the wouldn't it be nice list because the thought thread is it would take too much time. It would be too difficult. And uh, we would make too many mistakes along the way. Uh, We'll just wait until somebody else comes up with it. But, But I'll say this, that is changing because of the cuso space the credit union service organization space because the side hustlers which are the really i mean there's a lot of entrepreneurs in the credit union space but that's where entrepreneurism in the credit union space thrives one to five person lean organizations that you know small ship turns quick and they're looking for those fintech solutions that credit unions are investing in i mean my god One of the funds during uh, the pandemic, during the pandemic, they raised $252 million from credit unions to invest in fintechs. What does that tell you? Mm -hmm. So the credit unions have finally realized that if we don't buy or build them, we're going to lose. If we don't partner with them, we're going to lose. Death by a thousand paper cuts is a thing. Yeah. And the lending trees and a lot of these others have have really proven they were laughed out of the room back in the day, just mm-hmm. like Netflix was, right, by Blockbuster. Yep. And and now you're seeing no, no, no. This is this is a thing. So I think that that is changing. I think it's getting better, but I still think that it's it's very much there. And what's going to be interesting in this downturn in the economy mm-hmm. is whether or not credit unions are going to lean over their skis. On continuing to invest in fintech and innovation knowing that that's their salvation yep. or are they going to pull back and go into their turtle shell which is the more conservative and the more common thing
2: let's talk about that because i, I well, first i, w- I want to go back to the idea of innovation and failure. I think you, you're hitting into a really good point there. Failure is the fertile seeds from which new growth springs anew. Um, we can Amen. use these as lessons to be learned. I think the other key takeaway from your thinking is something that I've talked about many times on this podcast and was was a lesson that I learned from Dan Sullivan at Strategic Coach we must train the mind to think who before how, because anytime that we come up with an innovative idea, the thought process historically is to think, well, how are we going to do that? And the minute that you start thinking how, you're probably going to talk yourself out of it. But if you could train the mind to think, who do I need to know, or who do I need to collaborate with to be the how, then it's it's much easier to start connecting with others in an exponential world being who. Now, back, back to the idea of economic challenges and, and uncertain economic times yep. expansion versus contraction i'm encouraging and a lot of this comes back to mindset to to continuously commit with courage to expand externally to not contract mm-hmm. to not retreat back into the cave of complacency what's your recommendation to prevent that retreat back into the cave of complacency back in, to the church to, to the turtle shell
0: I think with anything, you've got to look back at your roots. And this is part of why I love being involved with America's Credit Union Museum as much as I am the podcast I do with Stephanie uh, and just the the work that I've done with them. And I tell this to everybody, the museum is the keeper of the why. And it is literally the Mecca of, this, of the movement. And mm-hmm. everyone needs to get there at some point. If you haven't been, James, you've got to go. It's such an amazing place. I love going in because I walk in and I float out Mm. because I I remember that this entire movement, which has over 5000 financial institutions, started because a group of mostly women and children from uh, Canada that were immigrants that couldn't speak the language here were refused banking services and they had to keep cash in a jar in their room. And this one man who was a treasurer of a church said, that's not right. And he started a branch in his house and that became the first credit union in the United States. It all came from the needs of immigrants uh, coming into this country, trying to uh, live the American dream. And it's about people helping people. And that's what every credit union has over their doorframe, people helping people. It's the mantra. So I go, okay, In tough economic times. Is that not the time to shine? Mm-hmm. Is that not the time where you go, you know what? Times are tough, but it's the credit unions. And, and this has been proven, uh, you know, this was certainly proven in 08 This has been, this was proven in the eighties that, that all of a lot of the larger, financial institutions, turtle shell up. They stop doing car loans. They stop doing different stuff. And it's the credit unions that are there because yes. of their conservative nature. They don't do a lot of the risky mistakes that others have that are there. But the, the challenge this time is that a lot of credit unions have gotten much, much bigger right. uh, than they were before because of uh, acquisition and because of good work as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so- I just I'm I'm confident that the credit unions will do the right thing and they they will remember that people are not just a credit score and that you know bad things happen to good people. Yeah and and that they'll be there. But the credit unions that remember that people helping people, mantra, those are the ones that um are gonna lean in and are gonna lean forward. And the ones that understand that. The best way to serve their members today is to is to provide as many digital services as possible. Um, those are the ones that are going to be here for the long haul, and those are the ones that are going to help the most people during this down this downturn.
2: You know, when it comes to people helping people, there is an exponential growth opportunity to apply that through a digital lens to use technology mm-hmm. because people helping people. It's a great mantra. I believe in it. I mean, it's come coming back right. to, you know, a purpose that is far greater than the present moment. But when you apply a digital layer, a data layer on top of that, you're able to identify opportunities and even make recommendations to people yeah. that they might not even be aware of looking ahead into the future. I, as we wrap up, I always want to send the dear listener off with something very practical that they can apply as, as all transformation that leads to future growth starts with a very small and simple step forward. Mm-hmm. With that in mind, what is one small, simple thing that the dear listener can do today to bring innovation framed around solving common people problems that cause common people pain to create value going forward during tough economic times? What's one small thing that they can commit to do now so that they can continue to create value in the future?
0: I would say that everybody has a, I call them million dollar ideas. It may not be worth a million dollars, but what I mean by that is everybody has an innovative idea yeah. that that can help the greater good. Um, and either they're afraid that others won't think that it's good or they have too many ideas and they don't know which one to start with. That's my problem, by the way. And so it's just pick one and go, but pick up the phone and call somebody that you think You can confide in or that uh, could do something with this and tell them your idea. Mm. Everything starts with a phone call. Mm. Everything starts with an outreach where you're sharing your idea with somebody else. And I'm here to tell you, having done multiple startups, uh, having worked with multiple QSOs, that it starts there. I mean, my CU certified uh, program that started with I'm going to say eight rum and cokes out on the ice, ice fishing in Northern Maine with a buddy. And you know, you come up with those great ideas, right? And it was like, you know what we should do. And we, we started talking it out and probably in the first time in my, in my life, I called him the next day. I said, do you remember what we were talking about last night? And he goes, yeah. And I said, do you actually want to maybe try to do that? And he said, I'll make some calls. And literally that started the ball rolling. Mm. And now that is a program that helps a lot of credit unions out there. And that that's not to say it's a brag, but it starts with the phone call. So, you know, you have an idea, you know, you do, Yeah, you know, call somebody today and share it with somebody else and see what happens.
2: That right there is such a practical takeaway because odds are you're probably listening to this on a mobile device. Hit the pause button. Yes. You have an idea and you've been thinking about it call someone you know what yeah why don't why don't you and you
0: know you know who to call you know who to call well let's thinking about them right now
2: let's make this real you can call me my number is 415-579-3002 give me a call and 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 i'm going to expand upon this idea in just a bit jonathan can can they call you absolutely what's 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 a a good number for them to call you at because i think you know sometimes they're like i don't know who to call
0: Right, right. Well, and it's funny because our website is set up this way. My cell phone is on there, mm-hmm. and so is, you know, there's a, an ideas tab. It's like, hey, tell me your idea. You know, chances are I know somebody, but it's 207-653-8559. And if you go to if you go to seesoul.org, scroll to the bottom, that's my cell phone.
2: There you go. I think that right there you you have someone to call either Jonathan or myself and we'll listen, and I think you know it, this goes back full circle. You and I connected. You shared mm-hmm. with me what you were thinking about. I said, you need to go connect with uh, mm-hmm. Bond.ai, and mm-hmm. that's brought that collaboration forward. This is this whole point of like, even in a digital world, it's still about people, it's still about empathy, it's still about solving common problems that cause common people pain. And yep. the idea of innovation too, take that to the next level create a space create a a day an innovation day Mm. to where you bring your team together and there are no bad ideas it's just you're, you're 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 talking it out you're communicating and then pick the biggest three that you think have the potential to create the greatest value and then back to your point jonathan make some calls make some calls, yep. make some connections. And speaking of making connections, this has been just a wonderful conversation today with you. What is the best Always way for someone to reach out, say hello, connect with you to continue the conversation that we started here? Obviously they have your number. Any, any other good ways to connect with you?
0: Yeah, I would say see you soul.org. Uh, um, also I am the, the co host of the banking on experience podcast, which is uh, sponsored by CRM next and also part of the herstory podcast podcast with Stephanie Smith from America's Credit Union Museum. So if you want to hear me talk more, (laughs) those are two other ways. But yeah, uh, feel free to to reach out to me. Uh, I'm an ideas guy. I'm a collaboration guy. And, um, you know, it's the digital world uh, and the tech world that is going to save credit unions. Yes, I'm convinced of it connect with
2: jonathan learn with jonathan grow with jonathan tune into his podcast as well a lot of helpful insights to guide you forward on your own journey of growth jonathan thank you so much as always for joining me for another episode of banking on digital growth this has been a lot of fun today absolutely thank you for having me as always and until next time be well do good and make your bed
1: Thank you for listening to another episode of Banking on Digital Growth with James Robert Lay. To get even more practical and proven insights along with coaching and guidance, visit digitalgrowth.com slash insider to join a community of growth-minded marketing and sales leaders from financial brands and fintechs. Until next time, be well and do good.